listening to the Multifamily Podcast, brought to you by Ron Ruiz and Martin Canchola, co-founders of Apartment SEO, a premier Google agency, where we discuss current multifamily and real estate trends, apartment marketing strategies, and speak with some of the most influential thought leaders shaping the multifamily industry today. All right, welcome back to the Multifamily Podcast with Ron and Martin. Now, we are totally excited for this episode today. We are diving deep into TikTok. Uh, we have our first guest ever since the Multifamily Podcast reboot, Frankie Via Meyer of Apartment SEO, who is our national sales manager and who is also a TikTok influencer with over 640,000 plus followers. <laughs> it's crazy. So we will be discussing how he went viral with one particular TikTok his rise to TikTok stardom, TikTok best practices for apartments, and how your community can ride the wave of this widely popular immersive video platform to help bring more qualified traffic into your communities. So Frankie, welcome to the Multifamily Podcast. Well, good morning, Martin, and thank you so much for that introduction. And yes, I am so excited to be a part of this. I can't believe I'm the first guest, and that really does make me feel very special. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited to talk about our my journey personally, and also I know that TikTok has become a really big buzzword within multifamily. And personally, myself, I had had a few clients come to me and ask me for some tips and just you know kind of like explaining my journey on what works with TikTok. So you know if this can provide some insight on someone that's listening who's a little scared or just you know starting to dabble with TikTok, I'm ready to share some tools to hopefully help them out as well. Nice. That's awesome. Frankie, welcome aboard. Thank you for joining us. And again, yeah, since our reboot, we wanted to make sure that we we promised the audience uh, before that we'd be having some special guests. So it is only right that we start with our own uh, subject matter experts. And in this case, it's TikTok, which is, <laughs> there's so much buzz around it. So I wanted to speak a little bit for the audience that doesn't know about Frankie, because he's very humble. But I wanted to share his journey just at Apartment SEO and how we're very privileged to have him. Frankie came to us from the uh, multifamily side of the business as an account manager. Uh, I think he was just at the property level, right, Frankie, at the time, uh, running some stuff and doing lease ups and doing some great things. So, of course, that speaks very well for us as a transfer of skills. Uh, came in as an account manager working on local uh, campaigns for uh, local clients, that is, and then quickly went into the national role. And then from there, we were able to uh, convince him to uh, get promoted and recognize his efforts for taking care of his customers always and every time. Um, I think he overstresses sometimes and we have to be like, it's all good. <laughs> but Frankie, uh, yeah, has gone into the national sales role. So for those that are privileged enough to have Frankie as your sales guy, that is your, uh, you're so lucky. So yeah, he's a true rock star. Excited for Frankie. Yes. Yeah, a tenure here and totally his future. And so what I wanted to ask in this uh, podcast, because there's so much to talk about, so let's unfold it now. But Frankie, how did your TikTok journey begin uh, before you went viral? So like most people, my journey started with the pandemic. Um, you know, we went from doing all these events and being around people. And <clears throat> personally, we love being around friends and, you know, creating memories. And when everything came to a stop, I was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We were, you know, making puzzles like everybody else. We were drinking <laughs> all our wine and it was just too much. So I heard about TikTok and everybody was talking about, you know, it's the, the coolest app out there. And at first I thought it was just a whole bunch of teenagers using the app to dance because I, one of my neighbors has two young daughters and I'd see them out there all day with their dance moves. 
So I eventually downloaded it because I kept hearing like, oh, I'm learning how to cook or I'm learning how to clean my grout. So I downloaded the app and didn't really post. I was just a watcher in the beginning. And it was a really great way for me to kind of de-stress just because, you know, I'm sure this was a feeling for a lot of people. We were all so scared during the pandemic, especially in the beginning. So for me, it was just a way to wind down at the end of the day, get some laughs, you know, we learned some really great recipes for not only drinks, but, you know, food, baking items. So that's kind of how it went and started in the beginning. I started posting some really cringy videos at first just because I was really new to the app. So didn't really know how to create these videos. Are uh, they still there? They are still there. Okay, uh, so we, gotta, <laughs> we have to go back. You have to keep the OG videos there. Yeah. Uh, if you guys see like the first five, it's like, I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I left them there just so that I can remember like where I started. Oh, uh, humble yeah. beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. So they're totally random. And then, um, yeah, I posted two videos that literally went viral overnight. And that's when this whole thing just snowballed into what it is now. Okay. Well, why don't we dig into that a little bit? What was that viral? TikTok that set you on your path? So there was two. The first one I posted was a sound that became a really popular sound. Um, it's just, it's funny because it has a, a very funny accent and all it involved was a plastic bottle with a latex glove. <laughs> I took the bottle, I showed it to Robbie, my husband. When I pressed the bottle, the middle finger on the <laughs> bottle popped up and his reaction was just priceless. And everybody loves Robbie's reactions totally so I wake up that video was posted on a Saturday night like around 11 p.m I wake up the next day and that video literally got 4 million views overnight I woke up to 33,000 followers and I was like oh my god like people are now watching and I kept seeing in the comments when's the next post when's the (laughs) video and pressure yeah so I started kind of venturing more into it and then I posted another video of Another soundbite that was also popular, where basically it's just a person interviewing the coronavirus. And when I was the coronavirus, quote unquote, I was <laughs> had a filter of an alien and that one got five and a half million views. So Dang. that's where it all started. And I just, you know, I started seeing all these comments and getting the love and I'm like, oh, my God, like this could be something. And it just became an escape for me to be creative. and. And it was really a platform where I could be myself and people seem to gravitate towards it. So, yeah, I, I loved it. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. And like you mentioned, like it was an outlet. So I think that it served a good purpose, right, for you initially. Of course. Uh, maybe not so much for Robbie in the beginning because he was a, a brunt of your joke sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, lo- I love your sport. journey. Good sport, though. Total good sport. Yeah. And I love the journey that you guys are on, like on a personal level. And I can't wait for as we continue the podcast for people to hear just how things evolve from there and just, you know, your success and all that stuff. So truly excited. So obviously, with that being said, we know that uh, TikTok is obviously a major buzzword. We heard it at AIM uh, for our multifamily industry. Um, And so in your opinion, Frankie, do you think our industry really has a true grasp for marketing on TikTok for apartments? Uh, So even myself, sometimes I feel totally lost, even though I've had the platform, my account for two years already. There's days where I'm just like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. There's oftentimes too, where like you see these really cool trends and it's very, very overwhelming sometimes when you don't understand how the app works. 
I do think there's a huge opportunity for for multifamily, just given that there's not a lot of apartment buildings that utilize the app. And I think there's a great opportunity to really showcase, you know, especially if you have a property with great amenities or great interiors, people like to see beautiful things. And especially when, you know, TikTok is very catered to a specific niche. So people that like home decor, or if they're looking for apartments, your ad most likely, or not your ad, but your video will most likely show across those users. But I do feel that it's so new, especially, you know, coming up with ideas and ways on how to utilize the app to promote your community. Yeah, for sure. So what can communities do today to start a successful organic TikTok marketing campaign for their communities? So I really think the best approach here is just to dive right in. Um, You know, I think it's one of those things where the more you play with the app, the more comfortable you get. And, you know, rather than just sitting there thinking about like, okay, like, should I do it? Should I not just do it? Keep a look at what's trending, whether it be sounds or you know, a video layout or format, incorporating in your own way, just making sure that, you know, it's your property is unique to the video itself. So although you're kind of copying some similar trends to what you're seeing on other TikTok videos, um, it will always come across as your own because you're promoting your own business. Also making sure that you kind of think outside the box. Like if I was a community manager and I heard about like a coffee shop or perhaps a really cool restaurant that just opened down the street, I would take my phone and record myself, especially if it's walking distance to the property, like just talk about, oh my God, look, this coffee shop or whatever it might be, it just opened down the street. I'm going to walk there, go get some coffee, just record the experience that we kind of get also the neighborhood involved within the community as well. That's a great idea because oftentimes we have obviously great photos and uh, video footage, but it's not too often that we can show the prospect like from your the actual property to the coffee shop. Like, are there pretty flowers or trees and, you know, the wind's blowing in your hair, like whatever, like you don't really have that connection. And I think this is a great example that you can. Yeah. Uh, I think you, you want to share the community. You want to share the geolocation, the area, you know, what's vibing out there and what all the hotspots are. So that's, you know, totally a lot of a potential there. And it could and, be also like a good tool for, you know, like that coffee shop to be like, oh my God, you guys made a video on me. Let me promote you in my Instagram to have people follow you on TikTok or let me make a TikTok on you. So that's a really great way to build organic views and following. And you know all about endorsements. <laughs> so that's right. Great thing, right? yeah. <laughs> it's like free coffee. Imagine if you got free Starbucks. That'd be oh, <laughs> for life. I would be in heaven. <laughs> Mr. I drive to Starbucks every morning before work. I love it. And, and you uh, work from home. <laughs> That's exactly. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So uh, I know that we've talked about it as an agency. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. And you'll definitely hear more from us uh, on this podcast about how to do more and more TikToks. But I wanted to know about what technology do you need to record to edit it? Also, like any kind of apps or programs uh, to produce really the high quality TikToks that people are looking for now? And are you also limited by devices? Like anything you can share with us about that? Yeah. And it's funny that we talk about this because so prior to December, I had an iPhone X, I believe it was called or Max X. I, I can't, I don't know if it's the 10 or the X. Anyways, I did notice that my video quality started getting a little grainier compared to other creators on the app that had like iPhone 13 pros or, you know, much better quality 
videos on their phones. So I noticed that my videos weren't getting as much views as before. Well, I recently did update my phone to the iPhone 13 Pro Max, and the camera on here is amazing. Since doing this, I have seen my video quality improve. Also, video views have also improved a little bit. Again, I don't know if it's just solely pertaining to this, but it's all visual. So if a person sees that the video is you know, clear, there's smooth transitions or smooth walkthroughs, it's going to promote better just because it's more appealing rather than a grainy video that's very shaky. So definitely having a good smartphone with a good camera makes a huge difference. I know I talked about smooth, you know, walkthroughs, especially when you're walking through apartments. I know sometimes your hands get a little shaky. <laughs> yeah. I did recently invest also in a gimbal, which is a stabilizer, which is amazing. Your videos alone will be like, they will look like they're professionally produced and it's super easy to use. I think they're like $80 at, on Amazon, but for other things, you know, let's just say you're filming in the, in the apartment and you're showing your face. There's these really cool ring lights that clip onto your phone that make a really huge difference. Having a tripod. I also invested in a tripod uh, with a ring light that's pretty large. It's an 18-inch ring light. So that's all of that together do really make some good quality videos because we want to make sure that your videos are are bright, they're light, again, smooth, the sound is great. So utilizing all these tools will make it seem like you're using or you have this professional snippet of how to edit these videos. And TikTok has now made it so easy to edit the videos through the app. Um, it's all there. You can add multiple videos. So you don't have to just film all the videos in the app itself. You can use your camera app alone in your phone and then upload those clips onto one video on TikTok. And it makes it super easy to trim each video to only show what you want to show. So they've come a long way from the beginning when I first started. What about microphones? Do you have to invest in audio quality too, or is it iPhone good enough? I think the iPhone's good enough. I do think you just have to be careful of not filming when it's really windy because it does oh, that's you true. hear that across on your videos. I don't have a microphone attachment to my iPhone, but I have seen other creators that have bought them and, you know, they could make a difference, but unless you're just filming inside, you should be fine. And I do think, you know, if you're creating a video outside, you can always mute that video. So you just use the sound and you can always voice record over that video. If you're showcasing, you know, a courtyard or the pool, whatever it may be. True that. That's, that's a great tip right there. I like that. Yeah. And those gimbals really do come in handy. I was actually gifted one of those. And so when we go on hikes or we go traveling, you know, little road trips, those things really produce some high quality video that if you don't have that, it makes, it does make a big difference. Yeah. They're amazing. I, I think it's the smartest investment, especially if you're, I mean, for a like apartment filming kit, I think it would be a must. Yeah. So, you know, when new users are getting ready to do TikToks, especially our communities, the onsite team, it can be pretty intimidating, especially those that can be a little shy and just coming up with new ideas for TikTok. It can seem a little overwhelming. Do you have any tips or insights for, for anybody maybe wanting to learn more about that? Yeah. So this is a challenge that even I faced in the beginning. You know, having to see yourself or listen to your voice in a recording can be very daunting. 
Um, some people like myself, I don't always like listening to the sound of my voice, but it can be really intimidating too when you kind of think and you see everything and it gets overwhelming when there's so many ideas in your head. I would just make sure that you start with what you feel would be comfortable and natural to you. So whether you start with just maybe like an introduction of yourself and your office staff, I think that would be great because when these people are viewing your videos, you know, down the road, if they become a, a resident, they want to know who they're dealing with. So if you come across on this video, introducing yourself, they see your personality, they say, oh my God, you know, I love Amber. She looks so nice. And I, I would love to see her when I come in for a, you know, like a, a, a maintenance request or paying my rent. But, you know, just starting off with even copying videos that have already done well on other creators copy those videos or the format of those videos. And most likely your video will also do well just because it did already do well for the other creator. And it's not like copying per se, it's just copying the idea and the format. Um, and as you start seeing these trends, if you see the uh, trend, a trending sound that you could utilize to showcase your apartment, you can also start there. So just take baby steps, get comfortable with the app, get comfortable with you being on camera and then slowly but surely you'll get that momentum and that confidence to want to keep doing these videos. Yeah. Nice. Now, how about hashtags? Do they play a role? Are they important or categories? I think we mentioned, you mentioned apartment rentals was now a new category or something. Can you speak on that? Yes. Hashtags do help out a lot, um, especially in the beginning when you don't have a follower. Um, like me, I focus on like cooking or couple challenges. So I want to make sure that when TikTok sees that I'm uploading this app, it's clear to what I'm trying to portray and what audience I'm trying to target after. after. So having like apartment tour hashtag or even having the property name as the hashtag would be huge because anyone that could you know, potentially start making TikToks while they're living at your property and they utilize that hashtag, you will forever have that folder within TikTok for other people to go in there and see the building. Um, having the location as or the neighborhood as a hashtag as well would be huge because we want to make sure that we're reaching an audience within that city or neighborhood. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And a good tip to do there too is having like four even up to six hashtags would be beneficial. So in the beginning with my journey, what I would do is I would do four hashtags that were specific to me. So for example, like crockpot recipe, cooking, cook with me, cook, uh, TikTok recipe. So those were vo- four very specific hashtags that were around my video. And then also there's a page on TikTok called the discovery page where essentially it's just a library of what's trending and it's trending sounds, trending hashtags, trending filters. So you can start implementing those trending hashtags within your videos in the beginning as well to kind of kickstart the momentum of how many views your videos get. I think that's awesome too, because tick, uh, our hashtags, they really give a life beyond the actual TikTok itself, right? So if people continue to search for that hashtag in the future, it could give your video more life and those trending sounds they're hilarious yeah that's the thing that can get me in the uh, rabbit hole when it comes to watching tiktoks and it's like okay how did this um in this person do it differently from this you know sound 
And for our industry, I think it could be fun for uh, the different apartment communities to use those sounds and just create their own version of it. Exactly. I think that's what gets you want to see more and more and more. Yep. So one of the biggest questions I have, and I think this is for our whole, I'm asking this question for our entire uh, industry and for everybody listening and for many people that were at AIM, and I'm sure we're about to go to our National Apartment Association event next, this later on this month, uh, is, is it best, this is huge, is it best for the on-site team to perform and upload the TikToks themselves or to hire creators or influencers? That's a big, big question right now. This is a great, great question. I think all hands on deck on the on-site team is huge. It is good to have a mixture of both, but keep in mind when, so I'll give you a perfect example. Whenever I do videos where I work with an agency and I'm getting paid to post, my followers know, okay, this video is very different than your cooking or couple comedy video. They're selling me something. So those views often are much, much lower than what I'm usually typically, you know, seeing across in my analytics. So is it like best authentic, you think? It's just, I think the user is smart enough now to know if it's a paid video that you're getting paid to do. So like, for example, let's say, and it can be myself too. Like if I got hired for a building here in Riverside to go and film, my video, my watchers would know like, okay, well, this is different. I don't know. Like, uh, let me just skip through this because most likely Frankie's going to tell me, hey, come live here because it's so beautiful and amazing. And sometimes like they know, like, it's not always authentic, I could say. But I do think having a mixture of both would be good because obviously with these influencers and creators that, you know, they, they already have a following, they know how the app works. They will deliver some good quality, high content videos. So I don't think it's a bad idea to utilize them, but I do think that having the onsite team showcasing the apartment and what makes it so unique to that specific neighborhood is much more beneficial than having to pay out of pocket to hire creators or influencers. Definitely. I think it's important. Yeah. And you have to keep a blend, you know, keeping in mind your audience and the products that you're promoting, right? So if you're promoting something that's totally off topic, then you're right. The the amount of impressions and uh, activity will will go down versus you, maybe you have like a frankly Robbie uh, exclusive crockpot with your, you know, white labeled, private labeled crockpot that you guys would offer, you know, that might perform a little bit better, right? Yeah. And honestly, like I maybe, and this is just an idea too, that let's say there's a creator that's heavily or is focused on home decor, maybe collaborating with, let's say her name is Sarah. Hey, Sarah, can you come by my apartment? I have this empty vacant unit. How would you decorate it? Here's the budget to decorate the apartment. Then Sarah can go on her TikTok and be like, hey, I got this task. There's an empty one bedroom at, you know, the grand apartment. Here is how I transformed it. I think stuff like that would be amazing because the before and after is such a huge impact, especially when it comes to home decor, because that niche on TikTok is huge. I love those. Yeah. The benefit for our industry too, is that we are actually selling a lifestyle. We're not just renting or selling apartments, right? Mm -hmm. I think to your point about like giving like that beautiful thing, you could sell the lifestyle in a beautiful background, even if it's not beautiful, if it's an aged property, BC product, you can really still sell the dream. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So, uh, 
how often do new TikTok creators need to be posting on the platform? And does the geolocation of their actual, you know, phone and, you know, whether they're in their main location or if they're traveling outside of that area, does that matter as well? So with my journey in the beginning, and again, when I started TikTok, it was much different than what it is now. So my journey is very unique to me, but in the beginning, and I did hire a mentor myself to kind of just like see what I need and just get some tips. And honestly, everything I did really paid out to be beneficial. So for myself in the beginning, I would post up to six times a day. I know that's very, very challenging, especially when, you know, you have a leasing agent who's focusing on renting apartments and their day-to-day basis or tasks as well. So I think too, it would be good to maybe do one post per, per week with a community TikTok page. Again, with a community TikTok page, you know what your niche is right from the get-go. Like I had to kind of play around and experiment to see what would work with me and what would stick to the followers that I, I was reaching out to. So I tested a few different niches here and there until I found, you know, two or three that really fit what my followers were looking for and something that I enjoyed doing. But with a apartment TikTok page, you pretty much know like, okay, I just want to make sure that people are seeing my product and eventually have them go to my website and move in. So I think maybe once a week would be a good start. And then as you start getting more followers, you know, you can narrow it down to maybe three, four times per week, but you do want to be consistent on the app because that does, that's how it, it works. TikTok likes to see you creating and uploading videos because the long run goal is to have TikTok reach out to as many users to keep them on the app. Yeah. And keeping it consistent. Right. And, and do you recommend if they're doing say five TikToks a week, one daily that they actually create and perform that TikTok the day of, or is it better for them to maybe batch it to save time? It all depends, you know, with scheduling, uh, if you guys have a day where you're free and there's, there's less things to do, maybe doing four videos. What's great about TikTok is you can create the videos and save them in your drafts. So when you're ready to post, you just go into your your app, go on that draft and post it. Um, so and also the timing when you post these videos do make a big difference. Anywhere between like 11 to one ish when people are at lunch would be a good time to post. That way, when, you know, they're on the lunch breaks, they can hopefully see your videos. I think that's definitely good advice. And yeah, definitely six times a day is obviously a lot, but I you got to give the people what the people want, right? So you had to really build your audience at first. And I'm sure many of our new users here will need to do the same. But with that being said, so six sounds a lot like a lot, but how much time do you have to spend creating one video? So again, in the beginning, it it did take me a long time. However, again, TikTok has done so much within their app to make the video editing so easy. On average, I probably spend about like 10 minutes to edit a video. Some of them are much faster because, you know, I I just talk about whatever it may be and I just upload it. But they have really cool features now where you can do captions within the videos, which is also great because if someone, you know, if they can't, if they don't have hearing, they can still watch your video because they can read the captions. So that's another good thing to utilize just because you want to make sure that you're targeting as many different kind of audiences as possible. Um, the longer videos do take longer. You know, for example, with me when I do cooking videos, 
those do take upwards sometimes up to like 20 minutes to edit but when it comes to like apartment tours i think it would be a faster process so i would say somewhere between 10 to 15 minutes would be an average of where i see myself editing for videos so you know i've been when using facebook instagram scrolling through it you know the, it hasn't been too long you know with tiktok's rise and everything i'm seeing it become more and more like tiktok they're blatantly copying and trying to pretty much just take exactly for what they're doing and bring it over to their platform i think they're starting to feel the pressure a little bit you know they say copying is a form of flattery but what do you think about all that yeah i mean i definitely agree that they're feeling the pressure um i still think tiktok is dominating the you know the video space um i just think people like video in general rather than images i do think it's a good way to also incorporate your TikTok videos and uploading them as Instagram reels, because I mean, let's face it, there's millions of users that still use Instagram. So I do post my best TikToks. I save them and then I upload them to Instagram reels. The only thing though, is whenever something is trending on TikTok, you usually see that same trend weeks behind on instagram so you know if you really want to keep up with the trends and making sure that you're out there and exposing yourself focusing on tiktok would be much more beneficial and then of course uploading them afterwards onto the instagram platform is there also something to keep in mind where when you send it from tiktok to instagram you don't really want the watermark because i know tiktok does the watermark i think yeah so there's there's different ways to do this um so when i create videos and I'm physically speaking in the video, what I do is before I post that video in TikTok, you're able to preview the video on TikTok. And what I'll do is I screen record that video in the TikTok platform. I save it to my camera roll and then I upload that to Instagram Reels. However, if I'm doing a video where I'm you know, giving a tour of my bedroom and it's just music, there's no speaking, there's an app, a website called snap tick where you can copy the url of that video after it's been posted on tiktok you copy and paste that url into this website download it and it downloads the video without the watermark nice and that'll help help with the algorithm help give it a little more exposure because if they see it's coming from tiktok then you don't get as much much exposure right yeah no and i've done that myself personally where like i upload a video just to test it with the TikTok watermark on Instagram reels and it gets like 300, 400 views. <laughs> That's awesome. And how do you know, or how do you quantify what is your best TikTok? Do you wait for the TikTok to just get all this engagement and then post it? Or are you simultaneously posting it to Instagram? So I wait a couple of days at times. Um, like if I see that a video has gotten over, like, let's just say a hundred thousand views on my TikTok platform, I know, okay, cool. Like this obviously people liked it. So let me post that on Instagram reels. So it's always like maybe like three, five days behind, but they generally do well on Instagram as well. It's just the organic view compared, you know, TikTok compared to Instagram is way, way different because on TikTok, you know, I'll get, let's just say 200,000 views, but then on Instagram, it'll be like 20,000 views. So there is a big variation on how many views you get organically on both platforms. Wow, that's awesome. Great. Um, this is great, by the way. I think I was, at, I was looking at the uh, ticker and I think this is our longest 
uh, podcast so far. I think this is like information field. Uh, Frankie, you're obviously a subject matter expert in the field. Congratulations on your success. Um, so excited about being able to present this for uh, the industry, TikTok marketing for apartments. We personally plan as apartment SEO to continue down our journey, obviously. We, we made a commitment, the three of us and, and many other supporters in the company, and even our clients, as you know, and industry, uh, to try to find the best strategies to guide the industry uh, into a you know visually immersive marketing platform, let's call it, right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, uh, Frankie, if people want to find you, if they probably already know, but if where can they find <laughs> you on TikTok? So my username is Frankly Robbie. So it's frankly ly Robbie um, on TikTok. So I will be posting a little. Yeah, and that's Robbie R O B B I E. I E. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for for clarifying that. Yep. Um, So yeah, it's just fun. You know, a lot of cooking videos. There are some stuff on there. You know, where I prank my husband, but (laughs) it's just all fun and games. (laughs) Yeah. So guys, community, please check them out. Frankly, Robbie on TikTok. And, uh, you know, feel free to give them a shout out, give them a comment and check out some of their videos. Again, Frankie, thank you so much for joining the show today. And uh, maybe we can have you on again when we start talking a little more about more TikTok strategies and possibly even TikTok ads. Uh, so hey, until uh, next, yeah, totally. Right. So until next time, you can find us and subscribe at multifamilypodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Spotify, all the big podcast brands. So come and check us out. And also, if you have a website that you have a community website and you need a marketing analysis, you can head over to apartmentseo.com and get your free marketing analysis today. So until next time, everybody, have a great day. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Multifamily Podcast, brought to you by co-founders of Apartment SEO, a premier Google agency with your hosts, Ron Ruiz and Martin Kinchola. Join us again next time as we continue to bring you the latest and greatest in the multifamily industry. 